Welcome, everyone, to the next uh, Svelte Radio podcast. Um, we'll, we'll, we have some interesting topics for you today, a new version of MD Specs, some new courses and other fun stuff, but uh, we'll start with uh, self-introductions. So I'm thinking maybe, Sean, you go first. Uh, hi, this is Sean calling in from Singapore. <laughs> I don't know if you're doing super short introductions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so what? What do you do? You you uh, you're writing a book. Uh, right? Oh, right. Uh, I'm now I'm now uh, you know a few a, a couple weeks into my, my new job at um, AWS. Um, still kind of learning the ropes, uh, working on AWS Amplify, which uh, is sort of like backend for front end developers. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. We don't have felt support yet, but uh, I just got an issue this week. Uh, requesting for it and uh, it'd be interesting to to work on that i mean no promises though <laughs> yeah i'm actually using aws amplify in a in this whole project so I can oh do. really oh that's awesome yeah i'll probably show you <laughs> cool <laughs> all right um i'm anthony and uh, i'm the cto of beyond which is a, a sort of software provider for travel uh travel industry um and i'm also a spelt maintainer um and sort of co-organizer of the uh, Svelte Society. That's about okay. it, really. <laughs> All right. Nice. Um, and I'm uh, Kevin. I run Svelte School, a small site that uh, tries to teach people interesting things about Svelte. And I also work at a company called BuddyBase, where we build a uh, uh, low-code tool for using Svelte. So that's interesting. Nice. All right. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's get started. Um, cool. So we want to talk talk about MD Specs, new version. Uh, do we have a separate thing before that? What's 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 up? What's oh, up with separate? Yeah. So, sorry. Like, is yeah. it alive? Is it dead? What's what's going on? Yeah, Anthony. Do you have any news for us? I mean, I mean, the, 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 I guess the news is Sapper was never really not. It was never gone. Therefore, it can never come back. But. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's there's been a bit more activity on Sapper. Um, I guess, you know, there's no particular reason. There's no rhyme nor reason, really. It's just uh, it needed a bit of love. Um, a few bigger uh, PRs have been merged. One which had been kind of outstanding for quite a long time. Um, there's there's a company that seemed to have quite a large product, which has got seventy thousand pages, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. um, and they were taking it over an hour to build. Uh, to build their site, you know, to, to export a static site. So one of their PRs was to sort of paralyze and make more efficient the export process. Um, and I mean, obviously like it's very hard to get this PR through because granted they did all the work, but we have nothing like that to test it against. So we can't really say for us, for our own, you know, our own selves, whether it does or doesn't make a difference. Um, I ran it on one of my sites and it seemed a little bit quicker. Um, I looked with the PR, I reviewed it, and it there's nothing sort of that's not innocuous in there. It looks looks reasonable. Um, I know that Conjury likes to understand every single component of every PR, which is kind of his 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 value. Um, but I think that uh, the, the issue being that you know without understanding every single element of it, the the user base of Svelte and, and, and Sapper is quite large. So it's a it's a big every, every commit every every line every bit of code is a big a big risk really. So. Um, so yeah, it takes a little long to get these things through, but it, it got through and it's and it's good and people seem to love it. And hopefully we'll get a new a few new 
big ones like that through as well. Um, and yeah, so we need to just have a discussion about how we how we get some of these bigger, bigger, chunky bits of work through. But uh, but yeah, a lot of PRs closed just in the last couple of weeks or so, and uh, it's very exciting. Gets people quite ramped up about it. So it's good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like um, it too. I had to I had to fork Sapper uh, to incorporate it into SSG just because it solved the a lot of the uh, race conditions for static site building. Um, only yeah. to find that there's there's one there's there's another st- race condition which I cannot tra- track down. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but but it's it's good to it's good to see progress because um, I, I I mean I hope I I don't know if they they actually got back on uh, on that PR. Um, but they clearly use it in production at, at fairly big scale. So um, yeah, they, I think they're using a fork. So uh, hopefully they could switch to the real thing now. Yeah. Cool. that's it for Sapper. Uh, MD Specs. Yeah. What is what is MD Specs? Um, oh, I, I mean, so I've been I've been more involved, I guess, on on this one just because I, I chat a lot with uh, Penguin. He has a real name. Um, I don't know what it is. Peter. But <laughs> whatever pretty sure it's, it's still it's still penguin um and uh <laughs> and basically it's 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 you know uh, markdown as svelte components or svelte in markdown and i think a, i prefer to think of it as markdown as felt so uh markdown is uh you know everyone knows markdown it's it's a superset of html and svelte is a superset of html um so what what MD Specs actually does is that it lets you write Markdown with HTML with Svelte in it, um, and that converts to a single Svelte component. Um, the this this was a major rewrite because it was working in the past, but um, we wanted some convenience features. So, for example, um, if you wanted to bring in some uh, layout templates, like um, you know, f- to to not only to lay out the the overall um, MD Specs component. Uh, but then also to customize individual like H1 elements, uh, A A links, and all that. Um, you couldn't really do that. Like it, it was just it just directly converted. Like if you wrote a link in Markdown, it would convert to a link and like an A tag with no classes, no no any no customizations in um, in in um, in HTML. So uh, you know this this actually lets you sort of customize uh, all of that. So it's it's pretty useful. I'm actually using it for my uh, my book site, which um, I'm still working on because I haven't launched because uh, I have I had to delay it because of um, current affairs. But um, I think I think it's still I think it's a it's a major major upgrade. Actually, I, I, honestly, I don't know why it's not uh, version one because it, it was fairly yeah. uh, comprehensive. Uh, he worked on a very nice looking doc site uh, with a very cute penguin. So yeah, I, th- I thought nice. it was version one, version one worthy, but um, you know, it's up to him. Yeah, I'm using it. Remind- uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Karen. No, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, you reminded me when you said, why is it version one? There's definitely an aversion to major version numbers, uh, which is kind of throughout all of, all of software, I think, but it also seems to affect sort of Sapper and things like that as well. Um, but I'll go into a bit more detail later, but uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so I use MD Specs for uh, for Svelte School, um, using Ooh. like a number of different layouts actually, um, and I've I've been having a lot of fun with it. Works very well, especially so you know you can have like the so in MD Specs you can have front matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it fits quite nicely actually with Routify, because um, you can have 
uh, metadata embedded into pages and routify as well. Mm. So you can pretty much have both of them synced up to the front matter. So you can, so Routify lets you pretty much get metadata from other pages in a way using, using certain helpers, helpers. It works, works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I honestly, so, you know, I use MDX from the React ecosystem um, for like a couple years and I like MD specs a lot better just because, um, it has the niceties of, of, of Svelte, which is like I can add in styles and it's it's pretty straightforward to to make it work. I don't think the the dev tools support uh, MD specs yet, so you don't have like the intelligence yeah. and all that. But uh, I guess that's that's for future work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything Ooh. more on on MD specs? Um. <clears throat> No, not not on MDFX directly. I mean, it's 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 a great product. I'd love to use it more, and I don't use it at all, unfortunately. I haven't had time to really investigate it. But yeah, it's something I think it's just an incredible tool. And I think um, it's I think, and I'm not 100 percent sure. It might be used in the new um, Svench, you know, the uh, the storybook type. Oh thing yeah, spelt. yeah. Potentially, potentially using that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. No, they but, they, um, they are they are. We're cool. using so that's a perfect we're, scenario. Yeah, we're using Svench uh, in for a package uh, in mm. at BuddyBase to do like global styles for, for different product. Nice. Works really well, very nice project as well. A bit on the, on the early adopter side though. I of, would course. Say. of course, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm looking at the, I look at this French re readme, it says, uh, this is very much a work in progress. Actually, yeah. it's a little, it's still a little more than a proof of concept for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's pretty much storybook for but built in Svelte. Yeah, without the crust. Honestly, really honestly, nice. I, I, like storybook should be storybooks for Svelte because they they try to be framework agnostic. Um, yeah, but they've just got so bloated and so slow. Um, yeah, that's the problem with it. Yeah, I much much prefer just uh, to work on our own. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, standalone so REPL. Who's, who's yeah. Understand? So I slipped this one in here because um, I thought it's really really important. So for a long time, people have asked how you get the Svelte REPL in your own site. And, you know, it's always been a standalone project. It's always been available, but it's, it's really hard to implement to sort of integrate in its current state. And it wasn't documented. Um, and so we, it's generally a matter of, well, sort of figure it out for yourself. And it's quite difficult to figure out how to, how to host it because it's quite a complex product. Um, and it's a shame because it's really useful to stick in your blogs and stuff to have this live uh, Svelte environment right in your blog where you can, demonstrate concepts and things. Uh, so the other, I think last week, somebody has opened a PR um, to, it, sh it shows a fully set up and working standalone REPL. And it's actually in, as part of the REPL project itself. So anyone who goes to that project can find that. So it needs a few little bits of cleanup to make it properly isolated from the REPL itself, but um, it's good to go. It's available if you want to put the, the, the REPL in your blog now, you can probably figure out how from that PR and uh, hopefully this week we'll get it merged and then there'll be a, a proper documented way of getting that running. Cause you know, certain people, let's, let's say Penguin have put it in their presentations, which has been super impressive. Yeah. I thought I'll, I'll do the same thing. And then I gave up after like an hour of trying cause it is yeah. quite a difficult I, thing to do. I, I um, added it to, to Svelte School and uh, I pretty right. much just, I, I looked at his wrist talk slides where he has the, yeah. the repo and I pretty much, copied it over yes 
and it, it works. That's amazing that that we all like, copy each other's work. It's it's pretty <laughs> nice to see actually. It's it's the I want to say the the, the, the purest form of flattery or something, isn't it? Imitation, yeah. Imitation, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things. So, <laughs> you know, this is gonna sound, this is gonna come off like a little bit um unappreciative, but uh, I like Monaco. Like I like the the VS Code editor experience um, with the autocomplete with like uh, nice tabbing and all that. Um, so I've always been like a little bit unhappy with this felt repo. <laughs> 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 like I wish it had like, you know, prettifying. I wish it had uh, a, a bunch of like things. I, I don't know if like we need to swap out the, um, I don't know what editor like, you know, library it uses. I think it uses, it uses, uh, Oh, is it Repolit or something? It uses one of these. No, Repolit? Maybe it's not Repolit. I don't know. I recognize no, Rep- the name of it. Yeah, Repolit's like a hosted Repol. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's the case. I don't know how how up they are on updates and how well maintained the project is that, that runs it. Right. Uh, but yeah, we could, I mean, look, we could build language tools into it now, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, who knows? But I mean, I, you know, like you said, you, you, you may sound unappreciative. I can understand the frustration for somebody who, who relies on autocomplete. I, I don't personally, so I don't really see that need. But um, I do know that the REPL is probably one of the main reasons I use Svelte because I, I literally build entire parts of my site in the REPL just because it's yeah. so quick and there isn't yeah. really that, that much HMR right now uh, or, or anything like HMR. I build big components of my site in the REPL and I stick them back. And it actually has another side benefit in that if I build it in the REPL, I usually build it in a very isolated way. Mm-hmm. And I'm more likely to then publish that as a completely separate open source library uh, before I put it in my project and then dog food that, that project myself. Uh, mm-hmm. So actually, you know, there's a, there's a lot of benefits in the REPL as well. Um, but yeah, totally appreciate your point on there on how, you know, it could be better, right? <laughs> Everything well, when it, when it gets, when it gets split out, I'll be, you know, maybe easier because I, I, I'm actually fairly familiar with Monaco for uh, sure. just because of random projects. So I may, I may be able to contribute that. Yeah, maybe cool. have a different version. We'll see how, we'll <laughs> see how things go. But um, yeah. All right. Next item. Uh, front end masters. Ooh, I think we were all here for that. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did you guys watch it? Yeah. Yeah. I Live watched most of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 like, I wasn't paying full attention. I was, I was actually yeah. working while the thing was going, but uh, it was, it was still so great to um, watch the whole thing. Uh, it was like a, I mean, he started at nine, he ended at like six thirty, seven o'clock. So um, I guess it was how many hours, like nine hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was a long time. So it's a monstrous be, effort. But before, before we, we start discussing it, we can probably, Say what it is to people. So, yeah. so Rich Harris did a did a front end masters course on Svelte, um, pretty much. I guess that's the only intro we we need to do. I think, <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's probably worth explaining because you know this isn't just a regular presentation. It's not a webinar. It's not a a, a screencast or anything. This is this was actually a, a, a live classroom of people, right? Um, and the people were obviously remote because of the COVID thing, but there was a live classroom of people on Zoom, I think. Um, that he was teaching one one on one almost, um, but whilst broadcasting and pre-recording the whole thing for for a course that would be published on the web. But what this meant was it was a full a full day course, and I think that you could see how tired he was getting by even even the second segment. I was I was kind yeah. of feeling for him because he was yeah. looking really tired. Poor guy. Um, 
you know, I, I struggle to do a, a 30 minute presentation on something that I've kind of know in and out and recited. He's doing this is teaching at the same time as talking about something he's built. He went through the whole tutorial, then he had three projects to build on top of that. Um, funny story is actually he asked for recommendations, I think two days before the course, what to use for the database, what to use for hosting, <laughs> all this really critical stuff, right? Um, and I, I recommended the three things that I use because I know them kind of in and out. And he ended up using all of them, uh, <laughs> which, which is great, but it kind of made me almost like, okay, this is all my fault now, if something goes wrong. And an oh hour boy. before he was due to start the course, he's like, okay, the cell's not giving me 502. It's not deploying help. <laughs> and oh so, uh, so I had to kind of like do a bit of investigation with him, look through logs and stuff. We, we figured out the issue in the end. It was, it was just a uh, config wasn't being picked up, but, but I was like, that was, that was like absolute panic mode there. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, two days before he was building this, this, this app. So it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so so it's it's quite a feat. Everything about it seems to be quite a feat, and I think that doing a nine-hour stretch of of um, you know non-stop presentation is is something that's just I think beyond my comprehension. It's hard to put it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think a lot of people can actually manage that well. No, like no. I'm usually tired after just doing like a meetup talk. Um, yeah, I've done okay. I've done a four hour workshop before, um, and that's that's quite a lot to to get through. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it's it's his framework. He can talk all day about it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think it was also a big like sort of coming of age event for Svelte, um, just because uh, you know, Front End Masters is is fairly picky about the, the kind of technologies it chooses to feature and. Um, and then I'm, I'm sure it's also like the starting point for a lot of people. So I think there were a couple hundred um, in that workshop, and then we see more people online who are unregistered and just just watching. Um, so so that was I, I don't know. I think I think that's a that's a that's a good event. And um, from now on, we'll have something official from Rich. I don't think we ever had that before. So um, so that's that's in the bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's very cool. This this podcast needs to have like a, a referral link for front end masters, isn't it? So yeah, yeah maybe, like maybe a, they a maybe they want to sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking uh, of sponsors, <laughs> I'm gonna do a, a little uh, segment here. Um, so we're uh, we're looking for companies to to sponsor this podcast so we can get the the production value up a bit. Um, so if you're interested, you can contact me. Um, I'm in the Svelte Society Discord. That that's sweet. That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean that was that that would uh, very much be appreciated. I think uh, we, you know, as a, as a central sort of community thing for like we're all we're doing this as you know out of our free time. I I, I think um, the the community kind of deserves um, you know higher production value, especially like yeah. you know us like figuring out audio issues is just like it just makes me feel <laughs> uncomfortable. It's like. You know, I, I want to contribute like technical value, but then also we have to figure out all these like um, production quality stuff as well. <laughs> and we have changed, we have changed the uh, video casting software like three or four times now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tried them all right. Meetups. Oh, um, meetups. Uh, so there's a French event. Um, so I think, 
uh, well, I think I think it's set in July. I don't think there's a date yet. Uh, but Karine Sabatier and Anthony Lagoa. So um, the way to get involved in this is uh, to get in on the Svelte Society French channel. Um, and they are looking for speakers. And, and I think they, they're looking for a, a date as well. Uh, but they, they, they're pretty sure that they want to hold it in July. I, I think they want it. They want to make it not just a meetup, but like something slightly bigger, like with, with, um, you know, with a, with a, with a schedule and like, you know, conference talk, conference E, like, like kind of like his French Social Society Day. Um, but I haven't, um, I don't really know any, any specifics, but um, if you want, if you, you know, want to get involved in the French event um, and, and kick it, kick things off. And I think, I think the discord is probably the place to go. Um, does anyone know any other details they want to add in? Um, I haven't heard anything other than the uh, when we first talked about it, like on the Discord, pretty much. Cool. I don't know much about these these um, these talks in in other countries. Like, are is the French uh, meetup expecting only French talks, or do they have English talks as well? I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no clue. I, mean, I, I think I think it would be most useful if it was just purely one language, um, just so that we could get uh, more content, like. Um, sure. There was a there was a Svelte Brazil talk uh, meetup recently, and it was all it was all Portuguese, right? And um, I thought I, you know that's that's going to be good for them. Um, we need to actually we need to get in touch with Russia. I'm sure they're they're still having events. We just don't know about it. Yeah, yeah there was there was that that guy who was pretty active uh, earlier on. I haven't heard from him much recently, but um, I would assume that their events were huge in Russia. So yeah, yeah, we should reach out. All right, let's follow up on that. Um, Right, uh, Amsterdam meetup. Um, I was going to talk, um, had, had to cancel unfortunately. Uh, but you, you did a talk, right, Sean? I did. Uh, it was on. Well, first of all, so yeah, so so I think it was Shershin. I don't know his uh, his his. I think his real name is like Mikhail, um, and he's uh, he's actually a fairly sort of organized organizer, which is better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like had did like tech checks with everyone and like you know, had, had slides and like, you know, had just had, had the format down. Like he's a very experienced organizer. Um, and so I think he, he normally organizes Felt Amsterdam and he wanted to take it online. Um, so there was me and one other guy in the end. Um, so the other, the other guy, I forget his name, but he, he, he talks about, um, you know, his, his experience converting his, his company's app to Svelte. Um, and that's on, that's on the Svelte Society YouTube. Um, and, uh, for me, I talked about the um, just like showing people how to use Svelte preprocessors, how to write one from scratch, and that's because um, that's the most recent thing I worked on it in the MVP recipes repo, which is still a thing. Oh, by the way, uh, I need to talk to you, Kev, about like let's make that a site. Uh, that's <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that would we have, be, we have cool. a fair amount of content now. You yeah. know, we started the yeah. MVP recipes repo a couple months ago um, just to like just get content, but I think now we now we have some. Uh, it's time to you know publish them and and uh, make them sure. more uh, widely widely known. Um, but yeah, that's that was that was the meetup. Um, I think you know it's a good good thing to keep going, um, and you know to have different organizers. Um, you know. In, organize independent events. I think that's that's something that uh, we want to do in, in Svelte Society, which is um, we're not a central, you know, uh, organizer of meetups. We we help we help people organize their own meetups so that uh, you know we not, nobody has like too much of a burden uh, either way. Um, yeah. So I think it's 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 good it's good to have these uh, independent events coming up. Yeah, I like them as well. Yeah, I think that's a nice that's a nice service as well actually. 
Um, actually, I've just moved a little uh, one of our agenda items up a bit here because your your talk about uh, Shurston, oh, I can't, can't pronounce his name. Shurston, yeah. Name, Shurston. Uh, he actually uh, messaged me earlier in the week about the OS Awards. So right. it's uh, JavaScript Awards for, um, I can't remember how they phrase it exactly, but basically um, uh, game-changing things uh, in, the, in the last year. And uh, Svelte has been nominated as one of those, one of the top five uh, in terms of like frameworks and languages. Um, so if awesome. you go to the OS Awards site and go forward slash JavaScript, we'll send the link out in the podcast, but um, you can actually vote, I believe, on, on Svelte as, as it. If you go to the homepage, you have to scroll on the carousel to the right one because Svelte's the fifth item, which is a bit annoying, but, but it's up there. It's on there. So you can uh, go ahead and vote for that. Um, if you, think, uh, it's, if you it. think it's good, which I assume you do, listen to this podcast. <laughs> Wait, I don't see it. It's only four projects. It's, yeah, it's a carousel. It's a really annoying carousel with a little what? little. Side. No, I, 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 I yeah, just it's... don't see it at all. Hang on, let me, let, me, let me just get the exact instructions here. So if you go to 2020 nominees, you've got Alpine Tailwind, 11 TD. Oh. And you click right is... one at the top. <laughs> That's so annoying, huh? So annoying. Okay, so, so is not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about a bias here, right? I've got a very yeah. wide screen and I can't see felt on it. <laughs> it's, it. It's not, there's a max width, right? So you have to click the right button. This is such a bad so. design. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I don't know whether this is the actual voting part or this is just the nominees or what, but, uh, but yeah, they, they should really fix that. <laughs> they should really fix that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think what you can do is you can just stick the GitHub URL in that, in that uh, box at the top and maybe that adds a vote or something. I don't know. No, no. I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll figure this out. Hang on. Cause I'm not, I'm not happy with that. That's, that's not, that's not the way to do this. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to go on to officials felt twitter um I, oh, yeah. i'm pretty sure that um this felt this felt twitter account tweeted about it breakthrough of the year oh okay oh, no okay. There, no there are no instructions no instructions that they just i'm not putting the os awards site on an on an award site award site not at this rate yeah okay um, I'm really not sure how to, how to use this, how to, how to uh, do this. Could, maybe, could, maybe, they, maybe they just have judges. They don't have a, it's not a popular vote. Yeah. It could, it could also be like the votes haven't started yet. Yeah. I'm thinking that it says June, 2020 though. And it says ceremony <laughs> location is in a church. So who knows? <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm going to check yeah. the, I'm going to check the, the URL in there, uh, just to see what happens. <laughs> um but i don't yeah I, I i i don't see anything happening so if anyone knows how to use this site <laughs> just like write in add a comment or something <laughs> this is a usability fail this is <laughs> i mean it looks it looks great it just doesn't work no <laughs> yeah yeah all right it's, it's, um, yeah i don't know i have no words should we uh move on Sure, quickly. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, okay, so Svelte, Svelte Actions. Uh, RFC Actions. Yeah, the RFC for Your baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is a, um, an RFC I, I wrote for, for getting some default actions into Svelte, much like uh, transitions. Um, there's not really much to it. It's uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty much just adding these actions to Svelte, like the package itself, I guess figuring out which ones should go in. 
I read something about uh, so Penguin was uh, he commented and said there's a there's actually something called Svelte J's gestures, which isn't really uh, something that's uh, I don't know act activated yet. If that makes sense, mm. or if it's even going to be used. Um, so I think figuring out like the the right actions to put in here is quite valuable, but it's also quite hard to know what actions people actually use because um, it differs quite wi widely between what kind of project you're building. Like I've, I've mostly used actions for input enhancement. So like selecting text, um, uh, validation, stuff I've like done, that. Yeah, I've done, I've done something quite similar. Um, I like the idea of built-in actions. Uh, the reason being, I guess it's a more, it's kind of, it's kind of a bit of prior art people can look at and understand how actions really work, but also, um, a lot of the Svelte code base is quite complicated because it's a compiler, whereas the actions wouldn't be, uh, you know, anything to do with that. They'd be almost like little individual snippets of JavaScript. Um, yeah. So that would be beneficial and that people could actually probably, they're a bit more accessible to people, I think. Yeah, the, the current, the current uh, way of teaching actions on the, on the tutorial is, I think, uh, starting out with that, as it is now, it's, it's like a drag example right yeah and that's super complicated for for what an actual action actually is right yeah. i think actually the the second example after that which shows some other concept is like a like a really small action that should probably be before the drag one but <laughs> i don't know um so like some of the usual ones is probably like long press so you can listen to easily to long presses or maybe click outside. Um, so I'm looking at your, your comment here, uh, Sean. And uh, I personally like the lazy load one. Um, so la lazy loading images, for example. Um, yeah. that's, that's a good one. That's a really valuable one as well, actually. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's one of those things that you, you kind of almost always want it, right? And it's a pain to, to add it yourself often take some time it's not it's not yeah. hard but right um and i think uh, a, a guy called uh, christian also posted like a bunch of actions that he uh, that he uses in in his projects um mostly it seemed like they were were to do with like key presses and enabling things like hitting escape would close a, a modal or or uh an input field or something like that. So those yeah, are also I mean, things we can. I think a lot. Of, well, a lot of the well, all the validation on Beyond is actually using actions, um, and I would publish all of that because I mean I'm pretty happy with the way it works right now. But there are certain things that mean that I couldn't necessarily say they'd make official actions, such as it's still quite difficult to. Um, if you've got a list that you can add items to, it's quite difficult to use my actions to to validate issues added to that list. I've got a kind of manual worker right now, but if I could solve that problem, I would definitely contribute my entire validation library, in fact, because it's uh, it's, it's pretty smooth. Where it works, it's pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah. One, one problem with this is, is keeping them general enough, but also mm. specific enough at the same time, kind of, if that yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I, I agree. So, you know, I, I also agree that it's, it's going to be useful to have official actions. Uh, it's just a question of um, what do we include? It's, it's kind of like a weird thing where, um, you know, this is a little bit more general than transitions. So whereas for transitions, like, okay, fly, slide, whatever, like that, that, that's, that's fairly easy. These, these are very common things that we, that people want. Um, whereas, you know, the, the proposed, the one that Christian, Christian proposed, for example, like blur on escape, like how many actions are we going to have, you know, that like we probably want like an on escape action and then, and then, and then people can attach like a blur uh, functionality. But then if we make that so general, then why don't just people write it themselves as, as bindings yeah. to, to, to uh, individual elements. So these are the things that are unresolved for me. So actually um, I think I, like Svelte as a, as one of these like, you know, optional components and they can compile in uh, or they don't have to be used. Like we theoretically have an infinite capacity to, um, to add in first party stuff. And, and so uh, obviously we're not going to do that and we're not going to uh, massively increase the API surface area. So actually the more important thing to decide before we decide um, what goes in is we decide how do things go in? Like what, what's the criteria? Because, um, we, we might do one round right now, but then, you know, uh, a couple of months down the road, someone else might come along with, with some new idea and we need a criteria to, to, to run it through. Um, so, so I've, I've been more interested in, in, uh, governance and like in, in, uh, establishing criteria that, uh, that, you know, makes us consistent. Um, which I guess now we're in the, the bike shitting fa phase of, cause I don't know myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I yeah. think, yeah, also it's, you know, keeping them simple has a value in that if we're creating actions that are part of, you know, an, an official sort of library, we have to be uh, cognizant that basically if we enhance or change one of those actions, that becomes a breaking change. Um, right. So yeah, governance is especially, especially important around them, but keeping them simple enough that it reduces that surface area for things to be drastically different in, in, in a, a newer version. Uh, would be very useful. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm very biased towards like things that um, it would take me uh, quite a few lines of code, and I'll probably still get wrong um, to to do. So like like the gesture stuff, the uh, the long press stuff. Like I think like anything cross platformy that um, basically everybody needs, and the 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 you know the platform does, the the web or the DOM APIs don't provide for you. Um, I think that'd be great to to use it. Uh, as an action. Yep. Um, sure. Oh, Rich also, Rich also prototyped one with uh, form submissions. So, so we, uh, you know, I got into this mode of like progressive enhancement because actions only run after the component mounts. Um, yep. So we can actually write HTML that works normally and then swap it out with, with client side JS um, once the JS loads. Um, so that's a, that's a perf focused action as well. I don't know if we want that right away, but um, I think that's an interesting use case. <laughs> That is that is interesting actually. It's, it's made me think because I've got this library right that does asynchronous loading of JavaScript libraries, external JavaScript libraries, with the mm -hmm. view that it doesn't sh slow your page down. It only loads a library when you um, when you load that component, and also it only um, loads that library once if it detects a certain condition, like something beyond the, on the window object. It won't reload that library. I think that could make a very good action, in fact, and I think it's something that people don't commonly use it because they don't understand the reason behind it, but I've used it for everything on my site now because it's just, you know, Lighthouse is going to penalize you if you're loading Stripe or if you're loading 
intercom or something when the page loads, even though it's a default way to do it because it's factoring in intercoms. They've got quite a large bundle of, of, of JavaScript and it's all kind of like minified and stuff, but it's a quite a huge bundle of JavaScript. And they you get penalized in Lighthouse for loading that. So yeah, I think it would definitely be useful to have that as an action, like like I've got it on my site, so that only when you're on a page that has the intercom widget does that library start to load. Cool. That's good. All right. I think that's that's that for actions. Cool. Yeah. So what's this about uh, Pancake JS being on TV? Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, well, so Hillary Clinton, of all people, uh, has tweeted um, a graph of how COVID uh, cases are growing in the United States versus how they're sort of recovering everywhere else. Um, obviously not the world's best, um, you know, hurrah, look at this, look at these graphs thing, but uh, still they are Rich Harris's felt graphs nonetheless. Um, there is the sort of first instance of felt being on TV that I'm aware of. Um, and Rich has retweeted that, so we'll send a link to that tweet as well. But um, but yeah, so there you go. Svelte's, Svelte's on TV, and also Hillary Clinton herself is pushing Svelte. I mean, if if you don't, that that is <laughs> that is the ultimate, right? That is the ultimate uh, uh, endorsement. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 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 pancake graphs, by the way, just for sort of backstory here. Pancake graphs are, I think, they're Rich's. Um, uh, graph library using Svelte, so a, nat a native Svelte graph library. Um, it's, it's kind of early stage, but obviously they are in production. They are used. Um, and I actually want to start using them soon because they look pretty good. Uh, I've used Chartist in the past for Svelte, which worked really well, but obviously having a, a native Svelte solution sounds even better because you can describe your your graph, hopefully, in, in components, which is quite nice. Yeah. I think uh, one of the main selling points is also that it works without JavaScript, right? So I think you'll you'll get like all the axes and all the 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 aspect ratios will will be good even even when you don't have JavaScript. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it's done I think purely with SVG and it's some it's some cool trick with which I don't really understand because I don't yeah, write SVG like by magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, also uh, so Rich actually introduced this in uh, one of the Svelte NYC meetups. Um, and I actually have a recording of that. So I've, I've gone and put it in the show notes. Um, it's on, it's on the Svelte Society YouTube. And what's funny is that, um, it was, it, so the name pancake was preceded by, uh, you know, the, the sort of original library that he based it on, which is created by another, um, New York times employee who also created another, uh, graphing library called, uh, layer cake. Um, wow! And, oh, <laughs> basically, they all they, they they don't like using each other's tools, so they just make their own. <laughs> yeah, <kind of> <laughs> it was pretty funny because they they both presented, and then they're like, "Okay, these are like the same thing." Um, oh, they both no, they it, both presented at the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but obviously, wow. like people only care about uh, the pancake one because it's a Svelte meetup and Rich's, Rich, that's Rich's thing. Oh, so. right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, if you're, if you're interested in the difference, I mean, obviously the, these guys, they, they care a lot about the tools that they use to do uh, data viz. Um, and obviously they're the best in the world at it. So uh, it's worth checking out these, these individual, individual projects and seeing, um, you know, whether that's a fit for you, but um, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, I, I haven't had a need for it, but I, I you know, if, if there's something that, 
suits that use case. And um, I want it to look as nice as New York Times graphics. Um, I would definitely reach for that. Nice. Yeah. Right. Honestly, like dashboards, like you know, anyone building dashboards, they need, they need some sort of data viz. And I built sure. a quite, quite a large dashboard with, you know, it's got, it's not, not a significant following on GitHub, but it's got a fair few users. And I, I didn't, well, Pancake didn't exist at the time because I wrote it in Svelte 1, mm. I think, and then moved to Svelte 2. But, um, but yeah, perfect use case. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> an upgrade. It's something that's been on my mind for a while. But yeah, the whole architecture needs to change because it's, we're all serverless now and all sorts of stuff. I actually, I actually rebuilt a prototype in serverless and it's, it sort of works well, but it's really expensive to run because every single graph update is a different serverless request. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Back to the drawing board on that one, I think. All right. <laughs> Svelte in production. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I think this could be a regular segment. Uh, we try to yeah. uh, look out for Svelte Good production case, use cases. Um, so... And I'm trying to feature that on the on the on the Twitter for Svelte Society, just to show people that uh, you know uh, real life use cases. Uh, so this is pretty big. Uh, JS Party, which is uh, one of those big JS podcasts, um, their most recent episode uh, talks about uh, uh, you know using Svelte in production, um, and it was on pace.dev. Um, that's the URL, but then also uh, their pace.dev uh, you know spelled out on Twitter. Uh, and it's a project management tool. Uh, I'm on the site. It looks it looks pretty good. Um, and they talked a bit about how the, the decision process for like choosing a front end framework and uh, their experience working with it. And uh, I mean, it just looks good. Like I I, I, I like seeing people use uh, Svelte production. So um, yeah, I I uh, I listened to this podcast as well, and I think they they they're not um... they're not GS people. Yeah, exactly. They're they're Go people, right? And so yeah. I think they have their backend in Go, and I'm not sure exactly how how it works, how they pass like state and stuff. Um, they're probably well, smart enough. To, or REST to, APIs to and what have you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. So like, you know, I, I think I think it's a, it's a cool side project, um, and. I mean, maybe maybe it's not a side project at all. I I, I don't actually know whether it's a side project or like, or like a main deal. Um, but, I think but, it's a main, know, the, main main thing. Okay. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I I actually like their chemistry, and I thought they were they were pretty funny actually. So because they're they're you know, you know how like you know there's there, there's two sort of co-founders, and then like they make they make fun of each other. It's I think it's pretty fun uh, to listen to. So I'll definitely go listen to that uh, podcast. Um. Oh, uh, and then the other solid production case that I that I uh, I, I think Rich Harris also featured this, which is um, King, the the new Kingdom Hearts website, which I've never played. Um, I, I know it's a big deal, but I just I, I never I'm not a, I'm not a huge gamer. Um, but the new Kingdom Hearts website uh, uses Svelte, uh, and we have proof because we inspected the website. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this the the Disney Stroke Square Enix thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That's, that's quite a big one as well. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's huge. I mean, that, it seems like a lot of their games actually use um, use felt. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Also, probably worth mentioning here. Um, I've just I was looking for that tweet just to mention actually uh, that, but I've noticed that um, Gun Database Gun DB has actually now added official felt support, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things about gun. I, I don't think I've ever heard about it. Is it no? Well, what, what kind of uh, 
I mean, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I believe it's a distributed database. Oh. Um, gun.eco, so gun.eco. Um, I think the guy yeah. who, who, who is the kind of the, the founder of the project is quite, uh, he's quite an activist. He's quite into his, um, you know, world, world saving and stuff like that. So that's uh, probably why it's on an eco domain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't so, even I've know never, there was I, an eco yeah, domain. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> Apparently there is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, this looks, yeah, this looks impressive. Um, Very. Yeah. And it uses salt, huh? It does. Well, and, it, it, it now can, yeah. Uh, oh, and it uses tailwind. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just inspecting the, <laughs> inspecting the site. Oh yeah, the I, site the site itself maybe, but I think I think the actual database itself has now uh, actual self support. Uh, I don't know how. I think it's one of these front endy databases, so it's it's kind of yeah. tied in like Firebase and stuff. Yeah, perfect, awesome, cool. Okay, um, what else do we have? So we have a like a sh small showcase uh, thing. I guess this this could also be a, a segment, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, this Over. is pretty pretty much just taken from the from the Svelte Discord's uh, oh, showcase yeah. uh, channel. So there's a new uh, new project called the uh, Jungle JS, um, which is supposed to be uh, some kind of a Gatsby or Gridsome thing for Svelte. I don't know the progress of it, um, but might be something to 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 check out. Um, I guess you you guys haven't heard about it. Or? I yeah, I, this I, first. I this is my first hearing about it. it it'll be yeah. great because uh, then I don't have to make my own. <laughs> um, but yeah. it looks it looks very new. Um, so uh, yes, this, yes, this, this is sure. definitely early early stage. Yeah, I mean it's, it, it calls itself the Jamstack Static Site Framework for Svelte. I mean, if you're into Jamstack, then maybe this is something that you can jump on and, and contribute to because it yeah. is in that sort of. It's in that stage so, where it's making its decisions about how to be built. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking at the source code. Uh, it is a 309 line index.js file. That's that's wow. the source code. Um, <laughs> and, and I think it's it does it does some um, sort of reading of different file types, um, and then you know gives you a GraphQL layer. So I think it's it's definitely into that so that whole Gatsby GraphQL uh, element. Huh. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know what else to think about it. Like I, I, I you know, my, my original vision for static sites was a bit simpler than that. Basically, like we need a default layer for like Svelte docs. I think that's that'd be that'd be nice to get to. Um, markdown to site, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Jungle JS. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the other one I I thought was pretty cool was this uh, Unicode lookup thing. So it's basically a, a static Unicode lookup web app that uses web workers. So mm. yeah, Very fancy. Yeah, I, I type I in know. Rocket. I type in Rocket, and it gives me the Unicode code points and the, and then a bunch of square boxes. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what the what the square boxes are. <laughs> well, I, think well, I mean, they're just you're... yeah. We don't have rendering for that in in the current browser, right? Yeah, I guess the fonts on your system, whatever fonts you're using, doesn't have those characters. Right. Um, often, often the case when uh, I think Mac users type things, emojis, and then no one else can see them. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so that's uh, that's pretty much it, I think. 
All right. Um, anyone have? Uh, shall we do picks? Oh. Um. <laughs> I don't have any. I've been way too busy to look at anything at all. Yeah, I, I, I did have one. I forgot to write it down. Um, but if you have one, Sean, uh, go ahead and I might remember one. Uh, meanwhile, um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have a, a, an item, but I have a lifestyle recommendation, which is um, get a monitor. Uh, I just got an external monitor and it sits above the laptop. Um, and I have an external keyboard and I think it's just better for ergonomics. If you, it makes you sit up straight. Like I yeah. put books, I, I put books under the monitor. Uh, you know, some, some of you, I think maybe you might have like a mounted arm thing, but uh, I just post, put books on the under monitor and then I immediately don't hunch over as much. And I think that's, that's important for, um, ergonomics. Like we got to take care of our, our bodies. Right. I um, agree. Yeah. <laughs> do you have, what do you have arm things or what, what do you guys have? I have yeah, two I, monitors. Sorry, Karen, Karen, Karen. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I have a, like one of those monitor arm things. Works great. Um, totally recommend it. Um, I, I guess it's, I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, Karen. Yeah, so, so I guess it's, it makes you uh, less mobile, right? Um, since you can't really carry around your, your monitor and you, you get really used to having several monitors very quickly. At least I do. I hate working on like my, my, my laptop um, without the monitors. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it at all. Um, I, as I said, the setup is very similar to what Sean says. Having the monitors, uh, I've got them on, a, on an arm, I've got two monitors on an arm and having the top of the monitor in line with your eye line is, is apparently how you should have it. Um, and it does, it, it makes you sit up straight. Um, I had a little tool called a loom. I think it's called a loomy or something. Uh, sadly, they've gone bust now, I think, but it's a little tool that you stick, you, ma you magnetize to your, to your clothes. And, um, if you hunch over, it buzzes at you. Oh. So it means, <laughs> it means that you're, it's like, it's got like a little, um, gravity sensor in it. So it, it helps you always sit up right. And it just reminds you if you start to lean, it won't buzz. It will just kind of pip, like make little pip feelings for you. <laughs> and if you continue to hunch, then it will buzz. So it's so like it a posture thing. Up. It's a, it's, a, it's a basically a posture thing, yeah. It's yeah. a shame because they've got they've gone bust now, so they, the, the the app's gone off the app store and stuff. You can't configure it anymore. Oh no! It's, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool tool. It's quite, quite a nice tool. I think they got yeah. acquired, and the company that acquired them just shut them down. So it's a shame. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so so, so what? So what is it? Is, is do you call it a uh, sensor? Uh, yeah, it's just like a little a little lithium battery uh, in a, in a little plastic case that has got a magnet magnetized back, so you can put it on like a badge to your to your top. Um, and then you say that's yeah, you in the upright position. Now, now I want to buy it. And I, I don't know. I know, I know. It's, you can. It's, it's, it's such a shame. It's such a shame. I don't know. Maybe there's an equivalent. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But um, but yeah. So I, I have that. I, I don't use it much uh, anymore for many reasons. But I don't use it much anymore. But uh, I've got two months on an arm. Uh, I've always had an external keyboard. Always using that. Um, the, the ergonomic one, in fact, Microsoft ergonomic one, just because it's it's a much more relaxing position on your wrists. Um, it comes with a really weird mouse, but again, you get used to this and this is a, oh, wow. yeah, that looks a nice, <laughs> it's a nice shape to hold it. It's like properly your hand is like that, you know, um, and eBay, troll eBay for Aeron chairs going, going cheap. I got this Aeron top. It's got, it's got the nice back support and everything. It's got the, the new back support. Uh, it was 250 quid or 300 quid or something, which is not bad oh. since if I bought this new, when it came out, it would be. One seven or one six, one thousand six hundred quid with the the add-ons it's got. That's crazy. So, but it's it's 
I mean, I, I sit these at work all the time, and it's the most beautiful chairs to sit on. It's it doesn't you don't get too warm because it's got a mesh, it's got nice arms, it's got arms that move in and out. So when you stand up, they move out of the way. It's it's really good. It's, uh, <laughs> I, should, I should get one. <laughs> it's an it's an expensive chair, even secondhand off eBay, but the the benefit to your back is just huge. You know, you can adjust yeah. the lumbar endlessly. It's it's really worth having. And I the time well. yeah, Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sit on one for a bit. Go and find one to sit on, and, and you'll understand. Um, and I think the other the other really important thing that I've got here, which I don't use as much as I should, is a standing desk. Um, again, this is an eBay purchase. I got it super cheap. They're about five hundred quid new. This one cost me one hundred and fifty. Um, it's fully electronic, so you just press a button, it rises up. You can do standing, sitting, whatever you want to do. Um, my wife just got one for herself in the next room, and she's got a manual winder, and it's exactly the same. It's just a lot cheaper. Um, but the manual winding, the amount of times you're going to make, make the desk up and down, it's, it's worth having. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I can imagine, like, if, if you have, like, the, the manual wind, you won't do it as, do it as much, right? It, I honestly think it makes no difference. Oh, <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I genuinely, the, the five seconds it takes you to hold a button down because it's quite a slow movement. Mm. Might as well wind it. it. It literally makes no difference at all. all actually, right. I would, you know, get get whatever you want, but manual also fine. I'll totally get a manual one after using a manual and an electronic. It's no difference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, so I have a pick actually. Oh, see, Amazing. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I. Just uh, yesterday, I got my invite to this new email service by Basecamp called Hey, and uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. Um, it's uh, it's really nice. Um, Do you like it enough to pay ninety nine dollars a year? Yes, yes, I think oh, so. Wow. Uh, but but I, I think I I kind of I want my own domain. I don't want the Hey domain because I want to own my my actual like email yeah exactly because i i want to be able to move email pro providers if some something happens right yeah um i currently pay for for fast mail um I'm pretty satisfied satisfied there but what, this, what's the this, what's the value of fast mail um what's the what's you know what, what sets them apart from gmail um <laughs> so for me it's it's uh just like i think you have to pay in gmail to get your own custom domain uh, at least do, that was the case at some point. Yeah, you, you, you need to Google uh, G Suite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's pretty much the same same cost if you if you go for a custom domain. Right. I just I just like I just tried Fastmail. I, I honestly honestly don't think it's. Uh, I I just tried it and I stuck with it pretty much. They have like aliases, so you can create unlimited aliases, but I. You can solve that in Gmail as well, in other ways. So, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm sure I'm sure they are working on custom domains. Um, yeah, I, I have. I think I, I was probably in the same um, same batch as you. Um, I also have an invite, and um, I actually auctioned off my. I'm auctioning off my uh, my hay invite. So every every person who, who joins gets two extra invites. Um, oh, really? So so instead of giving it out, I, I was like the you know. The top two who donate to a good cause. So I have a like a list of uh, diversity in tech um, nonprofits that that I that I spelled out, and I was like, you know, top two who donate to these things will get will get the invite. Um, <laughs> so so far, yeah, so far I have uh, about five hundred dollars uh, that that people have donated, and the top wow. bid is two hundred. That's bucks. great. 
for a he invite. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's a nice idea. Yeah, I mean, might, might as well. Like you know, these are these are like frivolous things, but you might as well, <laughs> yeah, uh, get it to a good cause. I will totally today any invites I get to that course because that sounds really good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. That's it. Well, uh, that's yeah. another episode. <laughs> cool. Yes. Yeah. All right.